0: What's up and welcome to another MoGraph MoCast. I'm Dave.
1: And I'm Matt. And joining us all the way from his hotel room, (laughs) Mr. Eric Say. Hello.
0: And MoGraph is a supplement to our site, MoGraph.com, which is a motion graphics tutorial site with tutorials, plugins, podcasts, and other MoGraph stuff. And on the show, we talk about everything ranging from motion graphics to cinema 4D, After Effects, plugins, render engines, doing business, doing taxes, being a contractor... Or working for the man. You can email us info at MoGraph.com. Let us know what you think about the show. Questions, comments, concerns, queries, grievances, artist suggestions, show topic ideas. We're on MoGraph.com. If you want to come check us out, you can go to MoGraph.com slash live. If you want to check out all the scheduled events, and you can go to YouTube.com slash MoGraph and
1: uh you can check out all the shows and things definitely sign up uh, for that newsletter yeah because we may have some things announcing in the next few months that you'll want to be a part of absolutely this Mm -hmm. is our this is our magnum episode number
0: 357
1: oh god and uh i love how you've always got these great little quips that like (laughs) unexpected (laughs)
0: <laughs> this is the we're going to talk about sports graphics. The meaning yeah, of, the meaning of life. Are we living in a simulation? You never know what we we're going to talk about.
2: Exactly.
0: Yeah, and um, you know, some say it's a little slow right now. Uh, Some people are saying it's a little Mm -hmm. slow right now. If it is, it's a good time to learn. So make sure that you Mm -hmm. pick up a copy of Stop Being Afraid of Houdini. Yep. Or Creating the Unreal. Yep. Or RTX On and learn some Unreal stuff there. Some ray tracing uh, or brush up if you want to learn Procreate, you know. Dave, what's next on your list for learning? On my list for learning. Oh, (sighs) that's tough. That's tough. Mm Um because I didn't really have any plans for learning until <laughs> we talked to Barton the other day. Yeah, absolutely. yes one hundred percent. And yep. he's going to be on. Uh, he's going to pick <laughs> oh, a he date is? here pretty soon. Uh, he hasn't picked nice. a date yet, but okay. he's going to come be on the show maybe February, March. And uh, we got some unreal stuff to
3: talk
1: about. Yeah, there, so. yeah. What about you, Eric? Any, any, anything? What you, what, what's next on your
3: list to learn? You know, my New Year's resolution was to learn Spanish. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Right? Um, but uh, tech-wise... If I, could, if I could magically learn anything without the training, mm-hmm. it would probably be unreal. But I think I would probably have more fun actually picking up Houdini same uh, yeah. A little more, yeah it's a little more interesting right yeah. where i feel like unreal might just be a little more just kind of learning where the buttons are to do what i already know how to do
1: honestly that's the way that i've kind of seen unreal you know it's like you're gonna do a majority of the work in your at least this is what we were talking about with barton the other day mm-hmm. we went and had lunch with him uh us and uh, uh sasha vinogradova she's in dallas now so mm-hmm. she came and uh we, we had brunch so I yes. ate a bunch of pancakes and then went back to my house and took a nap. <laughs> um, but uh, he, he's had a couple of these spots that he's been working on in Unreal. And like I, I so when I first saw the spot, I was like, this doesn't seem totally their style. But then once he told me it was Unreal, I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. You know, right. it's just that that extra 10%, you know, that you get from a, a standard render or whatever right. uh, uh, that you don't get un- in Unreal. But like some of the stuff that he's been working on, so it's basically you work in your entire package in C4D or whatever and then you do this, uh, the textures and substance and then bring it all in Unreal and then render it out. He, he was saying like some of these spots that they were doing would render out on one computer in like 20 to 40 minutes and it's like, oh my gosh, can you imagine yeah. a 30 second spot rendered out in 20
3: to 40 minutes? You know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. On one so computer! You, not even the farm. So
3: What's your prediction? Is the pipeline going to get better for porting over your textures and your like models to Unreal, or are the I don't tools know. to build natively in Unreal going to get a push?
0: You know they're not doing a very good job pushing those new tools uh, to build it does natively. Does not seem to be the priority. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Though, here's I mean, a, here's the, the thing. Saying, yeah, like. Yeah. like
1: if you're if you're working in substance i think substance is going to be the next thing you know i i i was thinking about it this morning you know and i was like i i was worried that i was getting a little left behind because you know anytime i go and talk to barton i i introduce all this stuff and he's like oh that's cool that's cool that's cool he gets really interested but like they have now surpassed me in the unreal and the substance stuff and i was like oh no that's not cool you know, <laughs> I always want to be on the edge of, like, what's next and stuff like that. So I think substance is going to be my next one because that's that can translate to so many other things. That's easy, Writing's though. Well mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like I, I worry that I've gotten stuck in this. Like, OK, I know what I'm doing um, and I've got a, like no 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 disrespect to grayscale gorilla their tools are fantastic and it makes it really easy for me to create good stuff really quickly mm-hmm. but i don't worry about learning some of these other things and i think that's detrimental to me actually oh, you I, know? I
3: feel that feeling of getting left behind constantly though because mm-hmm. well there's one there's so many new tools and at one point in my life and Oh man, this is probably the definition of getting old. But I was so excited every time a new tool came out, I was like, Oh yep. look how cool this is, I can't wait to use it. And now I'm like, Oh god, I have to find another tool. So yeah. Right. Oh, one yeah. more thing I gotta, I gotta mm. do, yeah. Although my yeah. one of my favorite things in the industry, and I guess probably this is part of, important for my job too, I just love trying to predict where things are gonna go. Like what is sure. gonna be actually the we style or technology. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. What's your I think the a- the all the AI stuff is going
1: to be huge. Like we're oh, now man. we are on the cusp of like a big change in AI. You know, once we get Stable Diffusion or whatever into as a node to where we can you know just basically type out whatever textures we want. You know, like that's going to be the big thing. And then like I mean. It, it, it's crazy. This chat GPT thing is absolutely insane to me because the number of times that i found that I'm just going to go to chat GPT instead of going to Google because it's going to just give me a direct answer right. versus, like, send me to a website that I'm then going to have to read through the entire thing to see if I can find that one snippet of information that I need. You know right. what I'm saying?
3: Yeah. It, it's, it, it's a, yeah it's a, it feels a little more like talking to a person. I, yeah. I for one, I absolutely love... The, the AI art stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think the world's, I don't think the sky is falling. I think we're all going to be gainfully employed. Um, you know, I went to the, oh man, I'm going to blank on it. There's a really wonderful conference, uh, motion graphics conference in Chicago. Half res. Half res, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And the keynote was all about AI. I know such a good keynote. Yes,
1: um, that's where we met each other.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that right. that's right. It. That's uh, right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Joey's, Joey's talk on AI was really good. Mm-hmm. was yeah, really man. good.
3: Topical, like man, his timing on that talk was perfect because that's yep. all anyone in the industry was talking about at that time. Uh, mm-hmm. No, I think it's I think it's really encouraging because, like he said during the, I mean, at no credit, this is all Joey. uh mm-hmm. he said in that talk, you know, we spend our whole lives trying to like train so that we can create what's in our mind, and this mm-hmm. just they're a lot faster. And I think like there'll be people who are artists who never had the time to learn unreal or c4d who right. can now maybe be an artists just they have the vision they just don't know the technicals and i i think that's cool people we'll yeah. see an explosion new art so yeah
1: yeah yeah uh, the, the, uh, uh, talking about what's like coming out of your mind putting that on in, into art you know i i would love to see something more uh, like the you know the nvidia stuff that they built where it's like you draw out a mountain and you draw out this, you know, I would love to see that incorporated with so many more options. Like, you know, like you draw an area and say cyberpunk, you know, robot or something like that, you know, and be able to fine tune it more and more.
3: Oh, That'd absolutely. Cool. I think that's the like end game, right? I sketch a really crappy mountain on a napkin and I show it to my web camera and then boom, 3D mountain. Yeah,
1: right. 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 He's
3: populated. <laughs> I think
2: that's the dream. I love that. But,
3: yeah. yeah, man. Cool. You know how much I have fun. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm such a nerd. I have fun sitting on Midjourney and just making art at night. Like yeah, that's, w- that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I'm still single. Um, but the, you know that that will be like the 3D creation soon. That process, and I think that's. I just think that's fun. Yeah. The amount of art that the world can make. I think it's gonna be cool. Yeah.
0: Let's go AI. Yeah. The thing that I'm not liking right now is people are starting to do like spammy stuff with chat gpt like oh buy this pack and you can get 10 prompts that make your prompts better yeah, like, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: it's starting I, to be that you know i've started i've started a, a favorites uh, uh collection on um on tiktok of all like the good ai things you know that i want to come back to that i probably never will you uh. know um like you do and um i i apparently i favorited this guy and he found me on twitter and mailed me like m- direct messaged me some of his things i was like whoa that's a little don't don't do that don't, <laughs> don't <spam me laughs> like much. that," you know oh that's it was, yeah. it was weird mm-hmm. so I don't um a couple other quick
0: things i had on the on the deal um is uh articles. If you haven't checked out our articles, mm-hmm. uh we got another article about venom out this week. Uh Amy's mm-hmm. been working hard posting articles yeah. for us and uh also Mograph TV, turn it on, rip the knob off. You can watch uh this show live when it comes on uh as well as like tons of other stuff. Twenty four seven Mograph. Turn mm-hmm. it on, rip the knob off. And yep. uh any camp uh announcements yet?
2: Hmm
1: Nothing yet. Mm. Yet is the key word. Oh, yeah. But uh if you if you follow my uh if you follow me on uh B Real, you might have seen a teaser of sorts from my B Real this week. But um Stay tuned. I will say, if you're not on the uh, camp newsletter uh, or the email list, make sure to sign up because, you know, you may be be getting something this week. I I don't know. Maybe. Uh There's a chance. There's always a chance, but uh, more than likely, probably. But, you know, I don't know. I can't speak for sure, but Probably. Okay. <laughs> All right then.
2: <laughs>
0: so, uh, Eric, let's talk about you. Let's talk about your uh, your whole thing, your whole thing. Sure. We're talking about sports graphics today. Uh, you are the owner of Game Day Creative, and uh, so we're going to talk about sports graphics in general and uh, and also for people who want to get into it, I guess too. But mm-hmm. um, so, let's talk about. How you got where you are in the first place? I guess probably a good start.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, yeah. Well, um, I studied uh, graphic design in uh, in university in mm-hmm. South Dakota State University, um, and based out of South Dakota uh, is the company Daktronics, and they're the manufacturer mm-hmm. of large scale LED boards, the jumbotron at stadiums. Mm-hmm. They had a they had an internship available or a student position available where, uh, you know, you could go and make graphics for these uh, for these scoreboards. So that's how I got my start. And, you know, I, I essentially learned motion graphics on the job. Uh, my university just started teaching a motion graphics class where actually they brought in the employees from Doctronics to teach the class. So my boss was also my teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of got my feet wet there. And I got to tell you, I sort of fell in love with with sports graphics, there's um there's a couple things I really like about them. One, more often than not, the sort of ask of the sports graphic is like, make this as big and as impactful and as cool as possible, which is a pretty cool prompt. Like that's pretty uh, that's pretty fun. Um, mm-hmm. I like the yeah I like the I need it the to style exactly yeah. what hell? yeah and although energy. unfortunately no one lets us slam helmets together and have them exploding. oh but right right that's right. been yeah. done or something yeah. yeah so i guess we have to um we have to reinvent no, it's because it because they
1: don't want to encourage head-to-head oh, uh it's the concussion.
3: that's what it is oh yeah mm-hmm. that's what it is
1: mm-hmm. well we were working yeah. on some of the madden stuff a few years ago we had two helmets hitting and they're like no you can't do that we don't <laughs> no, we don't want no. to we don't want to encourage head-to-head you yeah. know stuff
3: Boom. I think another thing that was cool about it is like the style of sports graphics, just, you know, the status quo for what sports graphics were was, um, this like really high tech metal looks and glass looks and stuff, mm-hmm. which was just kind of like graphic artists just showing off what the programs could do, you know, right. and part of like mm-hmm. the part of the style that got adopted is like, what is the coolest thing that we could do with these programs? So that made it a really fun, uh, fun space to explore. However, as like the career matured and the industry matured, um, the one great thing about sports is it has a, it has a great staying power. You know, it's been popular forever. It will continue to be popular forever. I was saying before the show, you know, that linear television the sports broadcast is the, the part that still is staying power that isn't losing out to Instagram, um, mm-hmm. which is great. So I think there's also a big like need and place for graphics uh, in sports broadcast, and I actually think they're great for displaying information, elevating the experience and all of that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a pretty good home in the, the sports graphics space. I'm definitely, definitely happy that that's where I found myself. And, and it's still fun to create the big exciting stuff.
1: Sure. When you're creating them, are are you are you specifically focusing on like uh, commercial sports graphics, or are you doing like entire broadcast packages for like okay, this is for Sunday night football? These are all the you know the bugs and the lower thirds and everything mm-hmm.
3: you know. Yeah, no, we do we do all of it. So actually, we just finished uh, the World Cup package for Telemundo. Just just got done airing, uh-huh. you know, and those uh-huh. packages like that are nine months long and something like three thousand deliverables and you know there are these huge huge lifts where it's every component of it and then we also do some of the some of the smaller stuff too if someone's just looking for you know a bumper or just even like an open Mm -hmm. for the sports package uh we'll do that as well i find for me i really enjoy the complete packages because i I don't know part of like i like the design side but the system side of things also i Mm -hmm. find really interesting like Mm -hmm. how do we build a visual language that's going to work for everything you need for your, for your graphics and even like your emails and the verbiage and how, like how you select Uh stock photos. Like we come up with a visual strategy for all that, that, that's that's really rewarding. Yeah. 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 yeah, When When you
0: went to school though, did you start, uh, like what kind of things were you learning in school to kind of get you to that point though? Were you doing 3d in school or?
3: No, no, my education was a strictly traditional graphic design, which actually did work out pretty well cuz uh, you know, learned some things about uh, typography and stuff. Uh-huh. And we do find pretty uh-huh. frequently, you know, a lot of uh, the really good 3D artists cannot lay out type to save their lives. Um, <laughs> so there's there's some good intersection there. Um, but then on the job, you know, uh, that that job I had, I did that all through school and then that led to uh, employment after school, so I had like um uh, six years of practical in you know, uh, motion uh, graphics training, which was, which was really great. Um, and actually they had, their program was really well. They gave the, the students some, it was really good. They gave the students some, you know, some space to explore. So some of it was, hey, can you resize this animation? Some of it was, can you just, you have it two hours, play around, make something cool. You know, you're surrounded by experts in the field. Actually, this is something that I have, as far as like predictions and stuff go, that I have yet to crack. So mm-hmm. that was an incredibly good experience being around other professionals. You'd walk around and see what was cool on their screen, or oh, that effect looks really cool. Mm-hmm. How did you make that? And while I like how remote work is going, I think there's a lot of really great tools. I haven't figured out how to recreate those moments yeah. in the room, and I I'm a little worried about some of the up and coming, uh, you know, students or you know, people joining the workforce because you gain so much by. Yeah. Being around people, or just that moment—how do you make that? Hundred percent. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's it's hard to recreate that in, in a work from home environment. <laughs> I mean, we've yeah. got we've got our Discord where we're we're on all day, and you know, I know Dave will always throw his you know watch my stream, but like, how often am I sitting there just watching his stream? Right. Exactly. You know. Right. So I I don't know. It's yeah. I, I there is there is something to to be said about. Working in an actual studio alongside people, alongside mm-hmm. other creatives, and being able to pick their brain, you know, and like, oh, how did you do that? What did you do that? And then just up in your game so much more, mm-hmm. you know. But then you got the drive, and you don't want to deal with the drive every the day. Drive. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like,
3: the commute's What's murder. That? You got to fight. Right. Yeah, it gets mm-hmm. rough. I, and I wonder, you know, I, we the, the toy with the idea of having like the open video channel where your like screen is being shared constantly, and mm-hmm. it's all in a general chat room. And like, I guess that's how it is in the office, but it feels a little different. And like, with yeah. this, does that work? I don't know. Maybe there's some. Maybe we just all need the metaverse so we can be at home, but we're all in an office. Right. And then right. Hundred percent. Yeah. Right? yeah. That's those new Apple
0: of. AR glasses, right, Dave? Yeah, that's right. They're coming soon. <laughs> that's how uh, that's how Barton does it. I mean, they're not sharing screens constantly, but they do yeah. have their cameras going on Discord, kind of like what we're doing, except we're not all in the same company, you mm-hmm. know. Um, he's got a little TV that shows everybody, uh-huh. you know, like in the lobby, and they're, they can all, like, hit each other up and, you know, say hi and whatever. Because there's people – there's a lot of people in the office, but there's a lot of contractors as well, mm-hmm.
3: so – Mm-hmm. Well, and one thing I found, I feel like for the social side of things, it works. Like there's people I've never met in person, but I would call them my friend. So that connection uh-huh. develops yeah. over time. But it's the, the 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 coaching part, or the you know helping out. Yeah, the, that the, um, I don't. If anyone, if anyone cracks that code, let me know. Yeah. Send, me, send me an email when when we figure that one out. Yeah, yeah.
1: I could see VR being a thing with that. Mm-hmm. You know, like i don't know uh, me when i worked in a when i worked in an actual studio man i'm 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 the worst when it comes to working in a studio because i'll do like maybe 30 minutes of work and then i'll hate having to sit down and i'll want to get up and walk around and you know bug everyone else and then i'll go back dave knows i used to do this <laughs> a lot <today.
2: laughs> he'd and, walk you know,
0: in in his cardigan and be like right? <laughs> what's you doing
1: you know, and so the thing is, I just, you know, I'm a social butterfly or whatever. And it's like, yeah. But like, if you're in VR, it's like, what's the point of getting up and walking around, you know? Or like transporting yourself to somewhere else and being like, hey, what's going on? What's you
3: doing? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. A hovering <laughs> art director is the worst. Imagine a right? virtual <laughs> hovering art director.
3: Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. <laughs>
1: oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be so good.
0: You just you don't even know you can't even hear them like they just appear right. over your shoulder all of a sudden.
3: Yeah, it's got that proximity <laughs> yeah. thing. So you there's just hear no them warning, breathing right? heavily. You yeah, you can't minimize your your screen real quick. Yeah, there's no that's no true. They're coming yeah. over. Yeah.
0: yeah, Reddit's still open. You're like, no, mm-hmm. don't don't look at my <laughs> username.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was looking up C4D techniques. I swear. <clears throat>
0: so uh, you learn you learned all of those. uh Techniques like typography and stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, something Matt and I were talking about the other day is is there are still people that I've seen through their whole career <laughs> that I'll look okay. at their work and I'm like, they still haven't learned typography. It's been twenty yeah. years, you know. Yep, um, they still have
1: not mm-hmm. figured out how to frame something shot. correctly, you yeah. know,
0: or or timing and stuff, and mm-hmm. I, you know. Like I like I said when we were having a conversation, I'm like I, I don't claim to be the best artist in the entire universe or anything, but there's there's certain people that I've I'm like man, 20 years and you still haven't learned design. There's like there's stuff about like design about uh, timing, keyframe timing, mm-hmm. things like that, um, and especially mm-hmm. when it comes to sports graphics, it's hard to do. You might have like let's say 80 frames to accomplish something right mm-hmm. and you, everything you, is so fast it's so fast and So, so fast. Some, sometimes you just can't you can't make everything fly on the screen yeah. like it would have to take mm-hmm. a long time and so the solution is like okay how can you get this on screen by like maybe scaling it up or mm-hmm. fading it in or whatever it is um, you really have to know a lot about uh again about typography about timing about lighting um, you have to be able to tell that story in that constraint you mm-hmm. know
3: and this is probably unfair to uh, you know I understand there's so many other artists who are like so talented, but that's the one thing I think of like motion graphic artists in particular have to so know so many skill sets that really the masters so that are some many. of the best artists in the world, like right. you have to have a deep technical knowledge, like some mm-hmm. of the you know some of those programs are really difficult to use, you have to have that artistic eye, the understanding of motion lighting, mm-hmm. design principles there mm-hmm. is a lot to store the, in your head. It's yeah.
1: why I always say graphic designers make the best motion designers, right. you know, because they already have a good understanding of mm-hmm. typography and, you know, uh, 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 design principles and stuff like that, versus... You know like we came from a video background so we understand like camera and lighting and stuff like that but
0: that's what made me a very good technical artist but not a good artist artist um yeah like it took a lot for me you know maybe about 10 years ago i think to to say you know what i i see the problem here is that i'm just learning something technical and being like oh i know how to do that and uh-huh. maybe somebody could throw me something and say, "Make it look like this," but I, I really wasn't paying attention to the art, and it, it takes a lot to recognize that you, you really have to pay attention to that, like to, uh-huh. to and stop I, and say, "I'm going to work on," like my my design
3: skills, uh-huh. you know. For sure, yeah. There's the uh, it's the you know you can. Learn the, and actually, this is just good advice for someone trying to get into it. Learn the buttons because you'll learn where all the buttons are, all the technical stuff. You can do that in a month. You can spend your entire right. lifetime studying design and never mm-hmm. master it. Like, that's yep. the hard part. But seriously, get the buttons out of the way because that's like, don't ever not, don't ever let your design be dictated just because you don't know how to do it. Like, learning the programs is easy compared to mastering the art of it. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing that I think is interesting is like, and this is definitely true in the sports graphic world, you know, I say in before is kind of like people just, what's the coolest thing we can do with this program? all graphic design is happening, but the bar keeps getting raised and raised and raised. You know, mm-hmm. it's elevated. We're standing on the shoulders of the artists before us. We're all getting better. We're improving. One thing that's happening with that is we're starting to get more specialized. So now you have your right. simulation guy, you have your lighting guy, mm-hmm. your texturing guy, you know, and that's how they do the really big lifts. And for me, I do think that ah, this a, I'm, I'm torn here. Cause I think the end product is really beautiful. When you have all those specializations, you can achieve some really cool things. Although I think it might be a little less rewarding as the individual contributor. Like I, like designing a complete animation as opposed to just modeling the logo and handing it off. Sure. So that might be part of why I'm kind of excited for like AI because I think it might empower individual contributors to once again start start creating stuff at the bar that we've become accustomed to, which mm-hmm. I think would be mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, yeah. There's always that balance of like you know, fulfillment uh, versus the you know that's that's where you get the longevity in the industry is For sure. enjoying it. So,
0: how do you keep it fresh? Because you know we we have done a lot of sports graphics, but we do a lot of other stuff. So sometimes it's mm-hmm. nice to step over to something else, do an explainer video, do a, a <laughs> product video, yeah. do whatever. Come back and then oh sports graphics again. It's a ref- it's a refresh, but you are doing it all the
3: time. For mm-hmm. sure. Well, I guess one one little secret is we actually do plenty of other stuff, although that doesn't go on our website uh, as much. <laughs> um, but in addition, I well, I think keeping it fresh is, of course, one of the largest challenges for any motion graphics studio or artist. Um, so, you know, some of the, of course, basic tricks are like know everything and, and watch everything, like consume as much motion graphics as you can, like, you know, check out scroll behance every day, why you know mm-hmm. go to Mograph.com, maybe watch That's some of right. their live, you know, yeah. You know, some of their lives. But definitely stay up, to, you know, up to speed on what the styles and trends are. Um, I have this this little piece of, uh, of philosophy I like <laughs> that you know, design is a art with purpose. Um, and I think you can objectively say that a design is good or bad when you limit it to a particular time and place. So I can say for an American audience in the year 2023, this design is good because I know the sensibilities mm-hmm. of that artist. I know the status quo of the art be- being made. Um, so I think it's important to like be abreast of that. Like you have to know what the, those are, but now how to keep it fresh and how to like, when you don't want to just make what's going on, but you want to be maybe a little subversive or push the, you know, move the needle or expand on it. Uh, that's a challenge. And one place we find in sports graphics that actually works really well is to to look at other disciplines, to 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 peer at like what is fashion up to, what are, mm-hmm. you know, what, right. are they, what are they doing over there, what is like architecture doing that's cool, and those areas are inventing, and then we can take inspiration from that, and then we translate it. You know, very we know motion sports graphics, so we can pull in that mm-hmm. inspiration and put it through the sports graphics filter, and then you can get some. So there's definitely some inspiration to be had from other artistic disciplines. That's cool. A, yeah. Super cool. Yeah, a big source.
0: There's been... I mean, there there are different trends. We should talk about some of the trends, actually. Like. Yeah. Like, what do you think some of the sports graphics trends have been? you got the shiny metallic glass stuff, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, in the last couple of years, there's been a lot more flat stuff. You've probably mm-hmm. have been doing that. You know, you look at, like, uh, Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, Amazon Thursday Night Football now. Um, you know, what are some of the trends you've seen
3: over the years? For sure. Well, I think you nailed it. There was definitely like the big 3D. And then we left like big 3D abstract for big 3D realistic, like inside a stadiums or, you know, if you're doing a ski Mm -hmm. event on the side of the mountain. Mm -hmm. And then for the last few years, what has been incredibly dominant is this really like high production 3D edited in or, you know, using editorial cuts combined with strong 2D graphic design. And actually for like three years, that equaled sports graphics. It was Really cool typography layouts spliced with, you know, really high-end simulation boom equals sports graphics. But I think just by virtue of us being able to identify that trend means that it's at the end of its life cycle.
0: Hey, this is Dave. I just wanted to stop for a moment and thank our sponsor, Otoy, the creators of Render Network and, of course, Octane. But I don't have to tell you that. You know who they are. You see the results of their render engine all over the interwebs. And we're very grateful that they're supporting what we're doing at MoGraph.com from this podcast to MoGraph TV, to events like local meetups and Camp MoGraph and all our community-building efforts. We can't wait to show you what's in store, all thanks to their support. Go check them out at otoy.com. Now, back to the madness. I think
3: what's what's at least popular right now, and I think this is because the barrier to entry is coming coming down, is simulations. Like, really high-end, photo-real, hyper-real, like, more than, you know, like... There's a really great hockey package where, you know, the floor freezes over in a way that couldn't actually happen in, in real life. But it looks really freaking cool when it happens, you know. And so I think that really high end, like VFX level simulation stuff, it's becoming more, you know, that was reserved for Hollywood films because they're the only people that have the budget to do that stuff. But as the tech is getting better, that's more available. Right. So I think we're going to see a strong that we're going to we are seeing a strong push in that direction. That's pretty popular right now. What's going to follow that? Tough to say. Um, I hope, I hope we're the ones that make it though. Probably right. right. <laughs> so, yeah. I, we, we gotta, but someone's gonna crack that code. Um, yeah. And you know, I don't. There's a part of me that I don't mind when uh, working inside of a, a trend because, again, I think you can objectively say that that's good design for that time and place. I think that's right. fun I And mean, there's still a lot of latitude inside of a, a, a visual trend. Like mm. when someone watches something, they, they watch it and their reaction is. Oh, that's really cool. That's still a rewarding reaction. Also, them saying, "Wow, I've never seen that before." That's a really cool reaction too.
2: Uh-huh.
3: Uh, so, at least for now, I think simulations are, are gonna gonna rain. I don't know. Are we gonna go back to? Is grunge gonna make a comeback? Are we gonna? Oof.
1: It's nine. It, 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 we're we're, we're into 90s the grunge. the nineties loop. You know, is that? where it goes from the the fifties to the two thousands, and it just loops back and forth. You know, we've already hit the eighties.
4: Mm-hmm. I think yeah, grunge is 80s. coming
3: back, which is great <laughs> be because great. I freaking <laughs> you're,
1: I you're. love grunge style. I can't even tell you how much I love grunge style.
3: We uh we actually had a project that came up there where they were trying to use grunge style, and then we're like, okay, but let's just call it something other than grunge. What about yeah. like streetwear? You know, just just so sounds yeah, just yeah. So it sounds hip, you know. Uh, <laughs> but it's the same. yeah, so maybe it's grunge, grunge two point oh. Um, yeah.
1: yeah Do you are you are you um. Are you mainly ac 4
3: d team? Yeah, we're uh, we're entirely C4D. Um, cool. will if necessary, we'll uh, you know mess with the other programs, uh, especially if that's what the client needs yeah. to deliver in. But that uh, definitely has some complications. So we're primarily C4D, Redshift pipeline, the After Effects composite. Cool.
1: I wasn't sure if um if you're uh, dabbling into any Unreal stuff because right. you know especially in Uh, Live sports right now, Mm -hmm. you know, you're getting a ton of this, you know, unreal stuff that is just.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. And they're coming out with that, that uh, like live compositor, like mm -hmm. graphics package thing too. So, you know.
3: You know, it's actually funny. I guess we are. We're actually completely unreal. I just, I don't think to say that because it's just kind of happened organically Mm -hmm. um, out of like necessity. And our pipeline is still to design and build in C4D and then port. To Unreal. So, yeah. it doesn't, but that's definitely a, a huge part of it. And actually, on the I mean, I love making trying to make predictions about it, where this industry is headed. But one prediction that I might might venture a guess at is, I think you know, kids born today, when they watch a broadcast, they'll like see from today. They'll like you know, twenty years from now, when they watch old broadcasts, they'll be like, wow, they just put the graphics right on top of the feed, not on the field. Like they they just interrupted the broadcast right. to throw a graph. That's so weird. It's a flat graphic, not Tracked mm-hmm. in the three D space, like I think, because we're already seeing that, like with the popularity of augmented reality and you know, and AR, and as all that stuff starts to, I think, will continue to grow. Um, I, I think the incorporation of like real time graphics integrated into their environments is just going to keep getting bigger. Are you um, doing a lot of that already, or? Absolutely, yeah. I would say every graphics package that ships now, it's kind of guaranteed that it's going to have an AR component. It mm-hmm. just depends on how large of an AR component, and I think. For me, I wish I honestly wish it'd be bigger, but the the problem is um there's a complexity of these systems. You know, so to pull off a broadcast, there's especially with an AR component, the director has to be on board, the producer has to be on board, the cameraman has to be trained to know how to shoot this AR graphic. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have the technology in place, you have to have the operators in place. So there's actually a pretty big logistical lift to having like a truly integrated AR experience. Now you do see this on some broadcasts and it, it's cool and I and I think it works. But for me, like where you know the kind of the end game of this is where your drone has the AR he- you know camera head, and instead of just kind of shooting the AR graphic with a camera that just sort of drifts side to side, the drone will fly around it in a choreographed maybe even pre programmed manner that really like shows off the 3 d and the 3 right. d animates as the drone is doing this, but it 's all live, so the crowd's still there and stuff like I think mm-hmm. that level of choreography is is possible and probably where we're headed with that stuff or even set designs like ar sets are really popular because Mm -hmm. well fabrication cost i mean is really right Right. of course but the strategy for ar sets has always been like make it look real but i think that's a little bit of a dated way of thinking because we're not constrained by physics anymore like i don't Mm -hmm. i don't have to worry about whether or not this is can actually can support this ten thousand piece of steel I can just have it floating there. Or more importantly, I can have it animate. So I think there's probably some opportunity for sets to act and respond to what the anchor is talking about or what the talent is speaking to. Uh Um, So I think we'll probably – and I also think that might be a little jarring for viewers now. But as they become more and more accustomed to it and they look back at old sets, they'll be like, oh, wow, it's so static. The plant just sat on the shelf the whole time. It didn't didn't change colors as they were talking about different teams. It's so weird. Um,
0: Jason, Oh, Jason was asking about Joey's talk in here. Uh, it is not online yet, and that is 100% my fault, because uh, we the the person operating the board at, at um, the Half venue res. we were at, at Half Res, uh, I gave them, or we gave them a, a card to record it on, and every 20 minutes, there's like two minutes missing. And so I'm trying to figure out how to take the ambient audio maybe through Adobe Podcast and fix yeah. it. It sucks. Anyway, yeah, back be- to this.
2: <laughs> oh, no, I, I also um, blame
1: that on me because I should have run a cable directly to our audio thing. Yeah. But, I mean, he's like, oh, yeah, give me an SD card. I'll, I'll record it right on there. All right, yeah. cool.
0: Yeah, we're working on mm-hmm. it. Um,
1: yeah. But to go back
0: to what you were talking about, you know, you're you're working with these people doing AR. And like you said... I mean, uh, one of the things they've been doing for years is to put, like, a football game, to put the down marker, to put the line across the field. Mm -hmm. But that was very specially set up. It's, like, this specific camera. They have these, like, radio things and everything on the field to line it up. But now it's a little bit different the way that people are doing AR and things. Mm -hmm. So when you're trying to create something for that, like, how far at this point in time where we are (laughs) with the technology are you able to go... Ahead and like simulate that, right? Like, how would you Mm. go about? Oh, we want this thing on the field, and it's going to do this. Well, can you even do that with footage that isn't live? Like, what is the
3: process? It's it's complicated, and it's really dependent on each uh, individual uh, broadcaster or partner, and how far they are into like this adoption pipeline. Because some Mm -hmm. people are really ahead of the game, and they have really great setups. You could, you know, you could do a lot and they have multiple cameras with multiple tracking heads. But honestly, I'd say probably the biggest bottleneck on that is really what the hardware is on site. And I think mm-hmm. what's going to happen is optical tracking through, again, AI, but kind different mm-hmm. aspect of AI is going to win out because then it doesn't matter what camera you have. They just send me the feed and I track it in. You know, it doesn't, I can just put it in anything sure. and track it and right. it's done. So I imagine that's probably the end game. I don't really know how far out that is. But right now, it's a long conversation, uh, you know, with the client, like what, what's possible. But also, like there's a big thing about this is really, I mean, the director is like, what, what is your broadcast, and what do you want, um, what do you want this look and feel, of this show, and actually, this is. I think a thing that sports graphics is doing well, again, we're getting a little away from just giant helmets slamming together, big shiny metal. Right. I think a big push is to be more authentic to the sports and the fans and like try and capture some of the personality mm-hmm. of, I guess, both the sport itself and the audience that watches it. And I think with that push for authenticity, uh, the type of show they want to have is a little more curated. So, for example, some directors just don't want to cut to a giant... Big 3D graphic. Like, it's not about your graphics, guys, and of course they're wrong. It's all, the only reason people.
4: <laughs> but you know,
3: it's, it's fine. Uh, so sometimes they, oh no, let's keep it live on camera. And you know, soccer slash football I think does a really good job of that. You know, there's not they don't cut to commercial. You know, it's uninterrupted. And there's some of that like purity is like is some of the authenticity to the fan. Like they, you yeah. know, and when even when they do the double box to get an advertiser in there, like the fans aren't happy about it, but they understand it has to happen. You know, it's right. a necessity, but. Yeah, so I think that one's a really a really tough one to answer because it's just so different for each client and, and their needs, which mm-hmm. I like. But the one thing I will say, actually, though, where it's really fun is the eSports space because those people, like, all the rules are out the window. It's the mm-hmm. Wild West. They're
0: and I, on the bleeding edge, it. too, right? Well, like they're
3: yeah. trying all and, the and new they, stuff. Well, they don't have this legacy pipeline, and they're like, you know, they're. for example, one problem that broadcasters run into is there's not – enough 4k like 4k trucks are really expensive so just the yeah. literal cords and wires to do these things are very expensive but esport all this stuff is ground up new and you know they're building these esports arenas like l- look at what riot games is up to with their like they have these global broadcast system with different languages and ah, it's getting so cool so that space i think people are trying some things and also they're like not scared to mess up which is cool because that rough around <laughs> the edges is part of their identity you know yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. that's we like you watch Sunday night football. It's buttoned up. Which, if you watch Sunday night football that wasn't buttoned up, it'd bother you. You'd be like, oh man, gonna, can we go back mm-hmm. to the? <laughs> but yeah. there's something fun for the yeah. So I I love that space because it's just people are trying things. Yeah. Is it kind of, is it
0: mostly unreal when you're doing this though? Like I know it depends on what they have, but is it usually
3: unreal that you're delivering in for that?
1: Yeah, see, that's I mean, exactly what I was gonna ask. What are the deliverables yeah. that you're sending right. off to the client?
3: Oh, totally. So I would say Unreal is, of course, the, the most popular, but it comes in different wrappers. So, you know, like sometimes it's VizRT, Unreal via VizRT, or, you know, just so there's a, a, a few different ways, but Unreal is definitely the most popular. And part of me wonders if that, like, how'd they pull that off? Was it just, is it just because that's the cool name? You know, and I'm sure that the people at NAB, you know, have, there's cost and stuff related to that, but no, definitely uh, Unreal is what is what comes up the most.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Interesting. We all, I guess we all got to change our New Year's resolution to learn.
0: I you know. Go. I was <laughs> really trying not to, but...
3: <laughs> I was always kind of worried I was going to have to sit down and like make a point of uh, learning Unreal, but I just kind of this realization that necessity is going to force me to do that because it's just going to be I have a project that has to get delivered yeah. in Unreal and I have right. three hours to do it, and that's when I'll learn it. Like, right. <laughs> realistically, mm-hmm. that's when yeah. I'll learn it. It'll be a little frustrating, but yeah.
0: Um, what what different types of projects uh, have you worked on like like tell us some of the ones that you really liked?
3: Yeah for sure so I mean of course all the sports broadcast ones love those, but we do a bunch of news broadcast graphics um, uh-huh. so those have been a little bit of a different ask I, for me personally, I like those quite a bit because they're heavy in information delivery so you know that graphic design thing I studied maybe gets to <laughs> gets to come out a little. I like that. Um, we also did a bunch of uh, work with twitch and honestly, I really do love that space it's just so fun to see them uh you know trying to trying to innovate and try uh, try different things um we do some we do corporate events uh we Mm -hmm. do commercial broadcast um let me think which ones so really the big sports oh we do jeopardy that's right um (laughs) (laughs) uh, oh yeah you know uh, just (laughs) jeopardy no big deal um the ones that are the most exciting um, for me are really are the, the large sports broadcast packages. I think you really get to kind of show off like, you know, one years of practice and, you know, you get to play with the, the tools you love. And they're, they're really these big 3D moments, which, which I love. And then probably a second place is the information delivery systems. I, I'm a sucker for the insert packs where there's a lot of typography. Mm-hmm. I like how complicated they are and how many different things you have to satisfy with those those are those are really fun too
0: i think it's funny like that you you have the sunday night football in here because as part of the madden package matt Mm -hmm. and i had to imitate the sunday night football (laughs) Uh so we had to basically iterate on what you did and so, we didn't
1: want it. They didn't want it to look too much like Sunday night football. Right. But they wanted it to look like Sunday night football. Right. You know, because that's yeah, what it's, it's supposed to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny.
3: It is funny how mm-hmm. the and it's, it, it like there's like five people who make you know how it's such a small industry and in such a small world. Mm-hmm. I just run into that. Oh, that's cool. I've actually I. You know, and huge shout out to them that the designers over there made this. But the amount of time clients uh, have said, "Can we? Can it look like Sports Center?" <laughs> 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 That's yeah. <pretty> common. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <That's> no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did a they did a good job with that one. Mm-hmm. Sports Center was, was, was uh, king of the kingdom for years and years, which was right. Yeah. That was the big. I
1: love one. the cloth stuff that you did on that. That uh, uh what is that? CBS is that CBS? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, there was one you were showing off. I don't remember which one now. You were in uh, Vancouver. Was it Vancouver, right? Yeah. You were, in Vancouver. yeah, yeah. Um, you were showing something off there, and I don't remember which one it was now. What was your presentation? The, uh,
3: yeah, it was on the uh, the uh, Road to the World Cup. Um, okay. Yeah, it's a, and it was a, a cloth package that more or less avoided any claw simulation. <laughs> um, <laughs> you got EJ for that anyway, you, right. you know. It, exactly. Oh, oh. I do got to tell you, it was so funny, his talk in Vancouver, he spoke about claw simulation mm-hmm. and we were literally, our team was working on a claw simulation that day and I was like, quit, quick, everyone. Turn it, turn it <laughs> Stop, that what we need. Yeah. Stop um, the presses. Stop the Stop what you're doing. We're, they, they have exactly uh, what we need. That's no, I, I like, the yeah, a yeah, sucker for the, and, you know, the cloth simulation stuff has, has been a Around for a while, but I got to tell you, the the overhaul to the C40 cloth
2: is, is yeah,
3: is exciting. yeah, Very there nice. were some, there's definitely some hurdles there.
0: <clears throat> yeah, Vancouver was great. Vancouver uh, got to finally do Seagraph again, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Hung out with uh, Ellie. We, what was our, we, we were having a conversation on the meaning of the universe. I'm trying to remember the one <laughs> specific thing we were talking about where you, you kind of like. We had this conversation, and then a couple days later, you hit me up again. You're like, "Man, I've been thinking about that the other day. I totally oh, messed with my head." Oh, I know exactly head.
1: what you, I know exactly what it is. Which you, one? I I wasn't even there. It was there's a theory that when you die, you never actually die. That's right. You just go on to a different you universe. know universe and you right. continue. You know the rest of the people around you, they'll die, but you can never actually die. You just go on to the next universe. Yeah.
3: You're in the timeline where you you didn't die, and in all right. other ones mm-hmm. did. And that, of course, you are because otherwise you wouldn't be experiencing it. Which is mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, that was that. How'd you know that? How'd you know?
1: I honestly, I, I was thinking about him. it just like today or yesterday. <laughs> yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, and you and just keep going, and you're just in this timeline where medicine and biotechnology is going to get so good that you're just going to keep living
3: forever. And. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so, what is it? Are we in a are we in a simulation or not? Yeah, we are. So, t- what's the t- verdict on I think this? Is we that- are. I'm beginning. And is it to Unreal that's powering the simulation?
1: It's not Unreal.
3: <laughs> it's <but> unreal. it's <laughs> definitely Unreal. Unreal uh, Infinity. I what you did there. Uh, yeah,
0: exactly. Oh. Especially with the stuff coming out now that uh, that um, you know some things don't even really like exist unless we you know observe them and and all uh-huh. of that you know the double slit experiment and uh-huh. man it makes i see too many tiktoks on it you know
3: That's the i've problem. seen the tiktok on that too it's like the computer just isn't processing it until you look at it um there was i'm gonna screw this up but very recently someone won a, a nobel peace prize for this about if a tr- is essentially if a tree falls in the wood does it make a sound and no it doesn't like unless yeah. <laughs> unless it's experienced by something, it doesn't exist. It's kind of yeah. there, unless it's uh, there observed. Are... Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. The only thing
0: that I don't understand about that real is engine in in <laughs> oh, some way, God. shape, or form, it actually like what it does will the molecules hit something and butterfly effect and cause something else. So I mean, technically, it could all be observed. It has to be, but I don't know. I heard Neil right. deGrasse yeah. Tyson actually going off on this, talking about mm-hmm. well, you know, the reason that. You know, we we don't see a lot of the stuff beyond what we can see in the sky could be that reason. Like it's just it hasn't been the the CPU isn't running any
3: cycles on that. Uh-huh. Right. It just doesn't because it doesn't need it. You know what well the one thing I do like hmm. to think about human is human like...
1: music. Oh, I like <laughs> it. I
3: like yeah. it. This is good. Low power. Uh, um, the one thing I do like to think about with that is at least for like from our industry standpoint, is actually well one I think it's really exciting because as, like, the metaverse maybe starts to pick up a little steam and we actually do try and, you know, push this VR thing, ter- we're going to be the ones who get to make that universe because we're the at yeah. the right. time, which I think is sweet. Like, we're I think we're well positioned. And actually, as artists, like, don't sleep on the fact that, the, like, one of the largest tech companies in the world announced they're, like, putting their entire emphasis on making the metaverse. Like, Meta came out and said, this is... The the biggest one of the biggest companies in the world is, and I don't know if it's going great for them, but it is cool to, to be in yeah. this industry because that I do think there's a huge push in that direction. I think making that world's fun, but on the like Army in a simulation standpoint? I think at least for us, all we have to do is trick humans, which I don't think is that hard. You know, it doesn't have to be a perfect simulation. It's just got to be enough to convince us. Right. Which you know, I, you have, know, I
1: uh, <laughs> have you all seen Dark City? No. Uh, it wow. was it was uh, a movie that came out in 1998, um, and it has it has messed with me a lot. You know, it was about the same time that you know the Matrix and the Thirteenth Floor came out. So like, hmm. what oh, it is is this dude lives in the cities and he's having like weird memories of his past, which include like his wife that he can't remember and blah blah blah. But what ends up what ends up being is that like every night when everyone goes to sleep the city changes and then they completely change everyone's memories you know to like observe how people react so it's like for me it's not so i haven't been you know so much on you know what is is if this is a simulation or not but or what it's is this the actual next day versus did someone (laughs) mess with me and I am not experiencing the actual day that I have lived like is my whole life just a made up story and I'm just living this moment right now until I fall asleep and then tomorrow it will be a whole nother story Mm -hmm. I mean I have all these memories I remember everything but you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. will tomorrow will I be be... Dave will Dave be me you know stoner thoughts (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and theory the theory that that
0: uh, everybody has been everybody.
1: I love that theory. Yeah, I love that theory. I, I I I read a short story on Reddit or something about someone who died. You know, and they're up in heaven, and they're like, "You've you've been everyone. We're about yeah. to send you back." You know. But you have been everyone. You've lived every life, and I love that. I think that's a fantastic idea. Yeah. If we are in a simulation, I want that to be the case because I've lived every one of y'all's lives, and well, apparently sorry. I was Hitler too. But you know, I got to deal with that—just
3: <laughs> some just baggage. Right? I'm rooting for reincarnation to be the to, to be the actual right. Like I right. want, I want those. Go. Yeah, I want to know what it's like to be a gazelle. <laughs> I've seen
0: everybody's internet history. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and you still seen, invited I've me to the podcast? everyone naked. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, we could That's be good. in a simulation though. I mean, like the sky could be an HDR you know, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. further we expand out, the further you have to make the HDR. It's got to get a little <laughs> bigger so the
3: right. satellites can get up there. Somewhere right. there's a yeah. graphics artist where they're like, "Hey, they invented a bigger telescope," and he's like, "Damn, Damn it!" it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're telling oh. me I have to paint eight more universes. We don't want to simulate all, they're all like, of these. We're going to need to by tomorrow, and he's like, "But you're going to pay my full rate, right?" And they're like, "No, right. <laughs> no." <laughs> I got to make this
0: whole universe over the weekend.
1: <laughs> right. You know what? Yeah. I've come up with a way to where we can just place a texture image over the over the lens of the uh, of the telescope. The telescope. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. It's AR. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Man, do you do you think that someday our technology will actually get that powerful to be able to simulate? Because we're already doing stuff like simulating quantum physics and uh, wormholes and. I, know.
3: I guess yeah I think it depends on your definition of success in that because I think to get the power where you can simulate something that's completely convincing for my senses as a human you know touch smell yeah mm-hmm. I think so I think they can trick me in a convincing way that I don't care that it's a simulation which is sweet
0: so like quantum yeah. qubits or whatever they call them are basically
3: just pixels Voxels. Right. Voxels. Yeah. There's a yeah. quantum physicist like yeah. somewhere who was like, no. <laughs> that's <laughs> not
1: how any of this <laughs> works. <Yeah. laughs> Stupid graphic <laughs>
3: designers.
1: <laughs> yeah, right?
3: Not everything's graphic design. Yeah.
1: Dave, you're not thinking fourth dimensionally. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's my problem. This is heavy.
3: <laughs>
0: so, um, I guess to switch gears a little bit, have you. Uh, done any like solo projects
3: or anything like that Do you have plans to yeah you know not no not in recent years i have a couple of passion projects that of course have been you know meaning to to make time for for you know, 10 years now mm-hmm. uh, but pretty busy with the uh with the company um which i think you know is, is great um and actually really uh, you know re- really enjoying that it's it's pretty fulfilling and, and and pretty rewarding so that's definitely been the um uh, the, the main focus um you know and even with some of that there's like you know it's the classic uh, journey you run into i started off as an artist and now i you know and now i'm uh, you know creative director is probably what i spend most of my time doing and there's a lot of skills that i didn't learn in uh, in art school that now <laughs> i have to pick up you know aside from unreal like interpersonal leadership dynamics um so and, and, uh, and taxes honestly, pretty, and know <laughs> The finger Hacks means the yeah, thing uh, means. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so that's definitely taken up some of my time. Um, and actually, I, uh, yeah, I guess the personal projects I have though that I I would like to do are, well, one is there, there, they're, it learn it's, it is, it's learned some of the new technologies. If if I was if I was really gonna dedicate the time, it'd be to pick up something. Mm. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's hard. So, yeah, go ahead. It's it's hard.
0: It it's hard to find the time for that you know yeah sure like what's the best that's way right. to do that you know who knows
3: and then if you heard the saying and it's like so frustrating when you hear it you're like why you gotta call me out like that but they say like don't say you don't have the time say it's not a priority and you're like Ugh. right <laughs> but, but yeah surfing, that's a priority for yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> me well just, that's don't take this away from me yeah
0: right exactly um there's well i 've said it on the show before the, it, it, cover your ears the The thing that Merlin Mann says is you don 't have to find time to masturbate <coughs> and I, I know it's a little lewd, but it's it's kind of true. There are things in life that uh, are priority and, and are not on the schedule, and they happen anyway um, and like y- you have to make a decision each day like what are you going to do are you go you know going into a day sometimes you might decide hey i 'm going um I'm going to learn Unreal today. Uh And then, of course, life happens. because And and stuff that isn't on the calendar comes up. So do you do, like like you said, where you just wait until the client comes to you and uh, then you learn? Or maybe maybe is there a good way to start going about learning some of this stuff? Like if somebody right now is like, I need, like me, need to (laughs) learn Unreal, um, but I don't have the time. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you get your foot in the door?
3: That's a good, just, I, I mean, definitely necessity. Do. Yeah, right. I think it's this. Just start is the probably the biggest thing, right? Yeah. Is just start. Yeah,
1: you have to um, like. I I spent I I spent I I got picked up for an Unreal job, uh, for the next few months, and so like you know I don't know it that well, so I spent two weeks, I had no work, you know. So I invested two weeks of my time kind of like learning it. I didn't spend that entire two weeks, but I'd go into it and play around and you know, I would I would try different things and stuff like that to see what worked best. But I mean, you just gotta do it. Let's I do guess it, you eh? just gotta yeah,
3: do it. Yeah, it's just you just, you just <laughs> gotta do it. That's probably the right. There's,
1: Here's the problem right now that I have found, because I'm on LinkedIn every single day. You know, unfortunately, you know, <laughs> LinkedIn's better than Facebook. I will tell you that much. It's <laughs>
3: true. <laughs> you Oof. know, I but have mighty- oh, no, Facebook. Sorry about that. <laughs> the <laughs> you, amount you- of jobs,
1: <clears throat> the amount of jobs that are on LinkedIn right now that are looking for unreal artists like, are exponentially huge, right. you know? Mm. The thing is, if you want to be a C4D artist, and this was another thing that I was struggling with, you know, where it's like, okay, do I learn substance, and uh, or do I just keep on keeping on and using grayscale gorilla textures and, you know, doing my thing? Or do I have to... I've I've got to expand, you know? Because it's like, the jobs out there right now are especially dedicated towards Unreal. And some of the companies... They don't give a crap what you're working in right. as long as the end pipeline is in Unreal,
3: you right. know? Mm-hmm. You know, so we, I mean, we hire a lot of freelancers. We use ton, tons of contractors. And what we find is, like, whenever we need Unreal artists is one, there's only four of them in the whole world. So right. <laughs> it, it is not it, it, and not enough. And then by virtue of that, they can just kind of, like, they just name their price. And you're always like, but what do you do? You have no, like, so. Yeah. I guess maybe maybe that's that's how you get motivated to learn it is you look at the page. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, you're yeah. probably if you're, uh, I do think you're incredibly employable if you learn Unreal because uh, if you go to like NAB the trade shows. I mean, that's what uh, you know all the stuff is. There's real time everything, and we know we're headed that direction, so and that's the incentive. Mm-hmm. You know, I will say there's sort of this this breakthrough that happens to me though, and and probably I think with all artists, and it's maybe why we got into the first place, where I actually start enjoying the thing, and then it's not a task anymore. It's what I want to do, like to learn the new tech. So yeah, and you don't get to that unless you just so I, unless you just start. So maybe it's just be like, okay, fine, I'm going to do it today, and then maybe you actually start enjoying it. And mm-hmm. it's, it's no. The longer biggest thing cool. is
1: it, it with me is like figuring out a good way in which it will work within my pipeline. You know, right. versus like for me, I've always, always, always prided myself on being fast, you know, mm-hmm. and like like if a client comes to me and they're like, oh, yeah, we've got three days for this. Uh, uh, can you do it in three days? Uh, sure. I could do it in half a day, you know, <laughs> and knock it out and charge for three and days. Charge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, but it, it, it's like I've always prided myself on being fast is adding Unreal or is adding. Uh, uh substance or adding these additional tools into my pipeline is that gonna cause me to slow down hey right. right and if it does that's okay as long as the the quality that's coming out you know is exponentially better that you know, can necessitate like you, you know, know what that 's doing the absolutely extra
0: time. that that is my biggest, biggest hang up. I already mm-hmm. know how to do this. why do I need to learn how to do it again, slower and not looking as good
3: D- right yep <laughs> that's well, and the trade off is bad too because there 's like an equation there if you 're really f- and actually Matt, i just couldn 't agree more I, a quick detour, you know again, we hire a lot of people, the two primary skills I think the two most valuable skills like motion graphics artists can have that makes them employable is be a good person. Number one, like no one wants to work with jerks I'm mm-hmm. going to have to talk to you every day. Like I don't want someone who's upset when they have to do creative feedback. Like that's yeah. just a and be
0: responsive to
3: emails and, mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It turns out people like working with the people they like working with. Yeah. C- crazy. Um, yep. And then, two is be fast. I think, and yeah. and I think you could actually make a a pretty strong argument that speed improves your quality because you can do more iterations, you can try more things. Yeah, so for when, sure. And when something slows you down, if it only, like you said, if it only improves a little, if it's not an exponential improvement, your overall like time to quality ratio dropped, Of course, you're not going to make that trade. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's why. Really-
0: like I like working in Octane because I know I'm faster in Octane yep. than mm-hmm. I am in Redshift. Mm-hmm. That's just mm-hmm. yep, because that's my preference is Octane, but. Uh, it's not that I can't do. Sorry, just
1: learn standard surface. If you learn the standard surface shader, like it, it translates to every other, you know, DCC or every other render engine now. It,
0: but know. it's still, you know, it's just it's that comfortable zone, right? And the same thing applies to Unreal. What, like, what I'm trying to figure out what would be like a good thing to do? Like, okay, do a, a product render, do the product mm-hmm. in Cinema because that's where you know comfortable, or Blender Mm -hmm. if you're a Blender person, (laughs) go into Substance, get it textured out, bring it in Unreal, let the thing uh, install for five hours for your first...
2: (laughs) You know, set up your project for five
0: hours and let it do all the things in the background for some reason. And then um, once you get to that point, uh, bring in the product, try and light it, try and render it, try and make it not look super aliased and you know weird and uh, that seems like it would be a pretty short journey but like I, I, so part of me is like well okay well where do I even start there you know because right. most of the stuff online is about learning how to make games
1: yeah
3: well I've just been I've been hurt in the past by programs being like no no once you learn it it's more efficient and then like, okay I guess I'll take the time to learn it and then you get there and you're like but you lied like, but, right. but actually it never it didn't actually get easier at any point yeah there's this, a lot of programs like, you know, when you get more specialized, it's like, okay, let's say the goal is to get an object to the corner. So a lot of programs are boxes, and it's kind of cumbersome to move it there. You have to turn it and roll it. But once it gets there, it fits perfectly in the corner. The programs that we want, though, is a ball. All you have to do is roll it. When it gets to the corner, it doesn't fit perfect, but it got there really fast. <laughs> right. You know, and that, yeah. yeah. So ah, that's. Uh, it's just yeah, the yeah the the promise made you just get hurt by those oh look at this really great tool and it's really easy to use it's it's mm-hmm. spoiler it's not easy to use <laughs> that's, never, yeah, yeah
0: that's the tough part yeah. like as far as Unreal I know you have a whole team and everything are you the one doing all the Unreal stuff or are you doing more of the creation and see okay
3: yeah that's nice. yeah we're on the the creation side yep yep mm-hmm. and then you know the the porting side and we've definitely learned some things about how to like get models over to unreal in a, in a more efficient way. Um, but it's mm-hmm. still not the, you know, it's not the instant pipeline you want
0: is. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to ask you if UVing is an issue, but I mean, I guess substance
3: helps. With, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, I I am just so happy about the whole substance thing because really, and actually, we tell our artists this: it's just no longer efficient for you to make materials. Even I know some artists really love doing that, but especially in the broadcast world, the libraries have just gotten so good that it's mm-hmm. sure you need to know how to manipulate them. That's definitely, but re- realistically, don't. There's just no world where it's worth your time to make. Just use the grayscale, Gorilla ones. There's right. Ha, there's just no. Right. There's, there is. There's no world that it's worth your time yeah. to make copper again. They've made right. copper. Oh, That's absolutely. Great. You can age it. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. The only thing I do and, is and like actually mirror textures. You know, just set the index mm-hmm. and forget it. But yep. mm-hmm. other than that, I'm going to libraries all the time now.
3: Oh, of yeah. course. And of course, you know, you need to know how to tweak them. If, you know, the, right. the, there's got to be some availability for art direction yeah. there. But That's yeah, never see. The, the thing and is, like with the, quality, yeah. the quality,
1: the uh, quality over the past probably what ten years, five years or so has just gotten exponentially better. Especially mm-hmm. with the GPU rendering, I think the GPU rendering was a big push because people knew that they could throw more at a material. You right. know, like if you mm-hmm. look at some of those old, was it what is it CG axis textures or you know? Oh CG uh, axis. Oh man, I know. That's and it's like those day. are awful cgtextures.com
0: so remember right, that
1: one you know mm-hmm. and it's like now it, it's like you would take those and you'd be like okay I've got to I've got to spend some time on this yeah. or i got to recreate it myself right. but now the textures are like they get you 90% of the way there. now you know
3: so here's actually something that I think is pretty interesting is like procedural noise patterns are getting better and better but I still feel like we're kind of trapped in having image based uh, textures mm-hmm. if you really want them to look good I imagine that's another prediction for me that finally we'll get to all procedural based textures. But with let's just say you're having a brick wall that's generated procedurally, the procedural will include a sticker on it every now and then or a crack in mm-hmm. the brick, or pipe like details like that that are you know you get from image based textures will finally make it way into noise patterns like you know and actually not right. for nothing I think that's why when C4D was so popular it's its noise library was really good right. Like, yeah, you yeah. know that noise library was fire it yeah. has an a and. Not not trying to hate on the <laughs> it hasn't aged well. Like we were, te- it's been ten years. We need an updated, with yeah. way more complicated noise pattern. And that actually is for me. That's a thing I, the pet peeve of mine. <laughs> if I see a texture and I'm like, I got, I can tell this is a repeating pattern, guys.
0: Like, I know, <laughs> knacky when I see it.
2: Exactly. <laughs> <I> know.
0: <laughs>
3: you know what? Another pet peeve of mine is is trying to get um increase um uh, visual interest through repetition. So they're like, ah, oh, the scene isn't interesting enough. I know. I'll throw it in a cloner. Seven more of them. Yeah, you filled the screen, but it wasn't purposeful. It wasn't done with intention. Oh, right. that, mm, that, that is a. Yeah. And it's such. And I know why CG artists do it because it's a very quick solution. And sure, it's mm-hmm. a five percent improvement, but it just feels so un, unintentional that oh, that drives me yeah. nuts. Repetition. You ever is seen, not seen as, repeated
1: yeah. textures in real life? Those bug huh. the crap out of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: then, like I have walls and stuff and yeah. you notice it and you're like yep. this is a yeah.
1: yeah. I noticed that like, first uh, thing as a kid. Driving on the freeway driving down the freeway anytime you see some of those stamped like concrete on the side and it's the exact same texture you mm-hmm. know or my tiles my tiles in my freaking shower say, yeah. are same. all
0: like linoleum
1: the same texture or there's like three of them that are the same and i'm like come on guys
3: when you know you've been in cg too long right totally like you stare at the shot and you're like i will say though i've actually been in a couple like showers where i'm like you did a pretty good job with it like i'll find two tiles identical but i'll be like it's a pretty complicated tile pattern here guys. right and, right yeah like <laughs> Like someone, yeah. someone put some time this is not just a noise i battery. mean and
1: like the guys who are doing the tiles in my in my they kept them the same way instead of turning them right <laughs> it's like come on at least rotate Rotate. <laughs> rotate. Yeah.
0: well when i was a this kid was we, offset a little bit we had this linoleum growing up and you know you're a kid you're playing with cars and stuff on the floor you yeah. know you're on the floor a lot when you're a kid and you notice right. this stuff <laughs> i would start to notice like patterns in the in the linoleum tile that would look like something like oh this one looks like a bunny and this one looks like mm-hmm. and I'm I'm like, oh, there's a bunny here. There's like four bunnies in the mm-hmm. kitchen. There's, you know, uh, yeah, that was my first experience with it. But if you had that, you know, the the great thing is that AI is going to help with that pretty soon too. Yeah, you know, be you able just to throw it that. into a
1: chaos node, but you can't do that in real life,
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> but AI is going to be able to do things like create procedural textures or create mm-hmm. normal maps and
1: all the things you need, you know, mm. or not too. procedural, just make it the size that you need it, you know, for right. on screen, you know? Yeah.
3: Maybe that's probably this, you know, it is funny. Cause I saw this, uh, it, it was in Joey's talk. He showed it where they had the viewport in C40 was actively being rendered in an yeah. AI. Engine.
4: And so yeah. they moved the flower
3: yeah. vase and rendered it. And then that's when I realized I was like, Oh, render engines are in the future. It's this, this is mm-hmm. what all my texturing will be done in. And I'll just tell mm-hmm. the AI shiny or glossier, but it's not actually yep. going to be ray tracing. And like, honestly, it's, it, sorry ray tracing but that was just 20 years in the wrong direction we're we're (laughs) totally gonna but we are like on that note make sure to pick up
1: our course rtx on it's all about ray tracing (laughs) and and unreal engine
3: (laughs) (laughs) well and that honestly that's kind of the trade-off too is like uh, i mean these are the tools i have now so Mm -hmm. I have to use them but they are going to be probably obsolete sooner than i'd like
4: to A-listers, and everyone in between. Go Gorilla is proud to announce that we have officially joined the MoGraph Podcast Network.
1: So if you love filmmaking as much as we do,
4: tune in every Sunday for a new episode of the Go Gorilla Filmcast. Your, your source, source for, for all things, things indie film. film. Now available on the MoGraph Podcast Network. Noise mm. patterns. Yeah. yeah. You oh,
3: know, we- I actually saw it. Is it? The thing once they, they ask some students, like, hey, write down a, you know a t- numbers 1 through 10, 500 digits or whatever, and then they're going to have a computer generate them. And the problem is, like, when a person tries to think what they think is random, they don't put five sevens in a row. They change the digit every time. But true random is sometimes there's just 10 sevens in a row. Right, and that's right. Well, that's what noise patterns don't do well right now, is they're yeah. just different digits in each one. yeah
0: Yeah, it's pseudo-random.
3: Yeah, exactly. It's it's pseudo
0: random. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why they use uh, uh static generators to get real randomness.
3: So, I okay, like point, gonna...
0: pointing a camera at a at a TV with stat, uh, analog static. Oh.
3: Is that and that's how they pull it?
0: That's how you get real random. Um because uh just the way that technology works in
1: general, technically you Could can't have real rip. random. Yeah, mm-hmm. so if I you point like a the camera, camera. Well, I mean, if you know about all the background radiation from the Big Bang and exactly how it works, you know exactly right. what number it's going to come up with there's because no you random, know what that static random. is going to be at that exact point.
3: okay this is i heard this fact and it's my mind does this it like logs things as either credible source or uncredible source (laughs) so i'm not actually sure (laughs) and and what's getting bad though is like credible source is starting to be like the front desk guy at the blink fitness so like anyway you know this might (laughs) this might not be the best source ever but uh, I heard this thing once that if you look at like the, it's like there's a procedural noise pattern in the universe. So it's like the rough size distance mm-hmm. of empty space between like stars and galaxies, is approximately the same distance, same ratio as between atoms and neurons. Like that, it's mm. procedural.
0: Uh, so, so yeah. we're living on an atom. <laughs>
3: exactly. Yeah. Yes. Like, Horton hears a who, who, right? Engine (laughs) 5, yes. Using a very good noise pattern. (laughs) Very, very good.
0: Well, we have a little thing we like to do here called MoGraph Recommends where we ask you some of your favorite things. And uh, it kind of gives us a good idea of, you know, a better idea of who you are. We get to know you a little bit. We know how to judge you. Yeah. Yeah. Judging you based on your choices in Netflix TV shows, you know. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, um, we're going to start this out, though, by asking you uh, your favorite movie, and uh, I'll say this can be all-time, for any of these, this could be all-time favorites or recent favorites.
3: Uh, Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like this is the kind of thing I just have to answer with what first came to mind, as opposed to, you know, trying to make sure I pick something that you won't judge me too harshly for.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) So you know probably the movie that i watched the most ah, man this really ties but we're really seeing where this came from like as a kid was the matrix because that came out when i was like at the perfect age to think that, that it was the coolest thing ever so yep. ugh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: i i and honestly I don't know if you needed to be at any age to think it was the coolest
3: thing <laughs> ever true. Yeah. yeah does the age have you guys gone back is it hold up still
1: i don't know
0: i I, mean, I watched it pretty recently i think i mean it's all right the yeah. graphics are a little you know
3: yeah, I might just I, leave that one perfect in my memory. I might not go back. <laughs> you know, I was thinking
1: about it the other day. You know, I I actually think about where he says um, uh, they base the Matrix based on like the late '90s or the early '90s or whatever. You know, because that's when you know right before technology. And and one thing that gives me like inspiration that we may not be in the matrix is that we are actually moving forward and we're not just stuck in like the 90s with nothing else happening and blah Mm. blah blah you know we are making techno technological advances or they're
0: just figuring out how to simulate better as we go Oh, I've ruined yeah, I ruined it
3: for you. How how crazy would it be if the the simulation of life updated one day and we just wake up and all the graphics are better, right? You know yeah. they roll out. I don't the, need the, glasses unreal, anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. are like, new wow, colors, right? Yeah, there's seven <laughs> new colors, guys. Yeah, <laughs> the
0: colors, children.
3: <laughs> the colors. Oh Blurple. man, honestly, what? Blurple. <laughs> oh. You know how popular bulletproof would be? Like all the graph that would be the trend in graphics packages. Oh, yeah. oh man! People would not get enough of it. Oh Do man!
0: To have some new color palettes to work with, man.
3: Yeah, that honestly is the graphic designer's dream. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. can we can we get seven new colors? You can smell them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> smell vision.
3: What smells like blue? <laughs>
1: oh man, that's funny.
0: So the Matrix. Yeah. Okay. Matrix.
3: That's yeah. a good choice
1: good
0: yep. good okay now TV show
3: mm-hmm. so I'm not
0: a... uh oh we're losing you we're losing you captain you got glitchy
1: <laughs> <laughs> the matrix found out oh. that we figured it out yeah. hey. onto us, we're to end this now somebody's ah.
0: on dropbox
1: <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Damn it. somebody's um. on dropbox in the matrix
2: yeah
3: <laughs> oh, it's <that's> funny.
2: <laughs>
3: um, oh man. Uh, so I guess the last TV show that I binged out, I actually is the perfect. I had an overnight project, like I had to work pulling all nighter due to you know scheduling mistakes on my part. Um, like <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I watched um, uh, Chernobyl, just the whole series. Oh yes, mm-hmm. good. Just oh, saw a couple good, episodes. Man. It was really good.
1: Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was really
0: good. I don't know how accurate it was to the actual thing. I mean, I'm assuming it's pretty accurate. But I did hear there were a couple of things that were not... That were a little... Like they probably... They what?
3: Probably spoke Russian.
0: <laughs> right. Well, that's Instead probably of... the first thing, yeah. I'd say. <laughs> yeah. That was really good. Actually, yeah, that was a good one.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. where Where is uh, Kevin with his... Uh, it's
1: been a while. Kevin hasn't been showing up lately. Mm-mm-mm. Too busy yeah. going and seeing Goldfinger and seeing, you know, Tony Hawk sing with them. Yeah, going to, yeah. Going to board ape meetups, you know?
2: Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Next on the, the list would be your favorite music.
3: Ooh. Yeah. So I am a sucker for, uh, I like the EDM shows, which actually mm-hmm. pretty cool graphic space. Those, those cats mm-hmm. are doing very cool stuff yep. on those led boards. One artist in particular I love is called seven lions. I might love him because yes. he has a really, really great suite of motion graphics go with his, with his music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can expense all the concerts because it's research. True. Absolutely. Very yeah.
0: true. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm yeah have you done any edm graphics work
3: just a little bit it's only when it overlaps with a live broadcast and you know where they have like a halftime show or something with mm-hmm. that effect right. really enjoyed it and actually that's something you know i with the start in the led space i love that i love environmental mm-hmm. like where the screens actually casting light and stuff i do too yeah. I and
1: you've that. got you've it's like you get to work in all these Is as, as as hard as it is you get to work in these really weird dimensions yeah. you know which i think is yeah. cool you know
3: yeah mm-hmm. sure oh you know what's so popular right now is the forced perspective stuff
1: mm-hmm. so yeah oh i mean that was all the, the stuff that the we did on the space. cube you know yeah. yeah the cube was like yeah
0: yeah and we've done some forced perspective stuff too for uh like corporate clients and stuff too they've been fun you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah and one we almost did for Saturday Night Live that got canceled the day before. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Did we ever talk about uh, that? I think we did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that was fun. Um,
3: podcasts. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you you know, make my all third
3: podcast. There's this, <laughs> there's this MoGraph podcast. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's it's yeah. quite good. It's um, called the School Emotion Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you have heard of it with okay. EJ. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: you know, the latest podcast I've been listening to is the Duolingo Spanish podcast. Oh, that's cool. Actually, I think it's pretty well produced. uh You know, it's a they. They found a nice formula where an English speaker gives you the context of what the native Spanish speaker is about to talk yeah, about. So you have enough context clues that you can kind of work through it. And they keep huh. the Spanish at a level that hopefully you can understand it. And I think it's pretty well. Mm-hmm. I think huh. they did homework on how to educate people. Uh, I, audio I wish language.
1: I knew Spanish. I'm an See. idiot for trying to learn French in high school. Come on, Milstead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you thought you were going to be going to France, huh?
1: Yeah, right? there are two things that i will make sure that my my kids do whenever they're in school one learn to play the drums you know in like band and stuff you know that's why i got my drum set here i told them i said if they have you play like trumpet or something you say no you say i got a drum set at home i'm gonna (laughs) play drums right and two i'm not gonna let them take anything but spanish
3: <laughs> yeah. you have no choice I've actually no choice. I, mean, I don't have kids but I've had that thought I'd be like man if i had kids I'd like force them to go learn to skateboard just so they're cool yeah right <laughs> <laughs> my, my
0: daughter took Spanish immersive Spanish for like six years still can barely speak Spanish.
2: <laughs> Thanks, That's American funny. education system. <laughs> <laughs> <Time> well said. <laughs> yeah,
0: all her education, even math, was done in Spanish. But still, she can't speak Spanish. Really? I mean, she knows some, but it's still like, you know, can sure. you talk to this person? No. Yeah. All right. Well, what was the cool. point? All right. <laughs>
3: That's actually another thing AI promises to fix, right? When's the Babel just going to win? When, when can I just talk right? and, you know, we just right. translate?
0: Actually, uh, somebody I went to high school with owns a company that's doing that. Cool.
1: Randomly. Hmm. So, yeah. Like um, that universal translator. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And then with AR, they take exactly what you're saying and, like, change, change the, the your mouth. face, you know, to where it's so actually. That is, oh dude. Yeah.
0: The there only problem with that is it can't be one hundred percent real time because words are in different right. orders in different languages. So There's still right. going to be a little delay. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Mm. Mm. Um.
0: Besides render engines,
2: mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. are you?
0: You're mostly a Redshift, redshift. person, yeah. right? Mostly Redshift. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What plugin is your favorite?
3: Ooh. Plugin is my favorite. You know, this again, the knee jerk is, oh, oh, I actually feel guilty about even thinking this. My <laughs> knee jerk is Particular, but uh-huh. oh, I'm sorry, Trapcoat. I think Particular's days are done. Um, the reason mm. being, we want higher level simulations out of our part. The, the demand, yeah. particularly doesn't look good enough, good enough anymore. Mm, it yeah. doesn't have enough physics in it. But that was... I mean, I got a lot of use out of Particular for a long time. Oh, I mm-hmm. sorry, Particular. <laughs> well,
0: what about X-Particles then?
3: Yeah. Oh, no, X-Particles I, I can get down with in, in Houdini. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 And then what you can do with them is really cool. Do you do a lot of Houdini too? Me personally, no. Um, on our team every now and then, um, really we want to expand in that space, and that's definitely something we're looking to to grow in. Because, I mean, like I said, I think that's going to continue to stay... I think we got a couple more years of simulations and sports packages before that gets
1: Are you yeah. like so the Houdini If you've got someone doing Houdini, are you bringing that into Unreal or are you only just rendering that? You know, because I'm really curious about the pipeline from Houdini to Unreal. I was talking to Houdini Mark uh, uh, on Friday while we were up at Already Been Chewed, and it's like he has been pretty heavily in Unreal doing blueprints and stuff like that. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I want to know that pipeline, you know, whether it will actually translate well
3: or not. You know, we haven't had the opportunity to do a Houdini to Unreal pipeline, mm-hmm. just mainly because you uh, we kind of went up against the, the logistics of it again. It's like, okay, we got to, like, translate this to Unreal and integrate it, and then if we want to do that with Houdini, the budget quadruples, you know? Right, so for sure, yeah. And the, what's the first thing we can cut from the budget? Do we really need those snow particles?
1: Yeah, right. You know, yeah, yeah. the price yeah.
3: tag's so high, so I think the barrier to entry's got to come down a little on that before yeah. we,
0: yeah. Uh, what about... <laughs> yeah what what about um uh what was the next
3: one uh app
0: muscle memory pick up your phone what are you in
3: reddit probably ha okay probably nice. reddit okay. Yeah, yeah 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 um what are some of your favorite subreddits <laughs>
1: Ooh. yeah um <clears throat> i sometimes some forget that subreddits exist you know and like i find like I'll search for a subreddit and then I'll enjoy it, and then Reddit will start advertising mm-hmm. me that subreddit, and they'll be like, "All right, I'll join that." You know, mm-hmm. I'll add mm-hmm. We modded, you know, w- modded We subreddit to yeah. my uh, to my list of stuff or my mm-hmm. CRT mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, subreddit, you know.
3: Mm-hmm. You know what? I recently really just was a hero for me is a buy it for life, I think is what it's called. I
1: do like buy it for life. Mm-hmm. There's too many people who don't show the uh, the longevity of it, but they just show it right when they buy it. And they're like, this thing's lasted me six months,
3: derp. derp. And you're like, well, yeah. Of course it yeah. did, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's made of metal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I recently had, and this really spoke to me, there was this incredibly detailed conversation about white waffle knit shirts which is one of my favorite, And, okay. I, and it was,
1: just, uh, yeah, and I was, uh, oh, you know? Yeah, I think that was, like, just the other day, right? It was, yeah, like, yeah, some this- German company that creates mm-hmm. those shirts. Dude, I'm telling you, the advertiser, like, advertiser yeah. getting on there and they're like, because I wanted to buy that shirt. I wanted to buy yeah. that shirt. I was like, I, I would look yeah, good right. in that shirt. <laughs> exactly, right? Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah yeah yeah. Someone mm. yeah. So that's uh definitely Oh, and you know, honestly the mid journey AI the subreddit's pretty good. I, I, yeah. I can't yeah,
1: no. No, I can't do that. Can't do that. No. I need my Reddit for entertainment, not for worrying about my job.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <You know. laughs> Let's see.
3: Um video games. Hmm. Yeah. The uh the video game that I have poured more hours than I would like to to talk about into <laughs> is is the Binding of Isaac, which is a Binding procedurally generated video game. Yeah, okay, it's a, a roguelite. Yeah, um, it's got a terrible I mean, terrible in a, like a graphic style where it's like really inappropriate. Oh, but, gotcha. Um, okay. The, yeah. Uh, uh, Top-down uh, side scroller or whatever. Yeah, it's okay. based off like Zelda One, a, uh-huh, right? yeah but it's it is procedurally generated, and their noise pattern is fantastic. Wow, neat. So, it, it's, so what it's do you do perfect.
1: going through each one? Is it very similar to Zelda?
3: Yeah, yes. It's a it's a dungeon crawl, but the items you pick up are very impactful on the way the game plays, and since it's procedurally generated, each run, each dungeon is uh-huh. a very. Um, is a very unique experience with a very different gameplay so it has a, a lot of staying power
1: So you yeah, could yeah. play it multiple times and like it's a different game every, every time. time
3: It yeah. kind of made me realize that once the the noise pattern cuz it's this game isn't quite there but once the noise pattern of video games get good enough that mm-hmm. I could be entertained by a single game with an appropriately good noise pattern for my entire life Interesting Yeah, yeah. That's, That's a, a really good like idea right Yeah yeah mm-hmm.
0: oh. All right here's a tough one Favorite life hack. Mm-hmm.
3: Favorite life hack.
0: Mitch Myers turns the toaster on its side for some bomb-ass grilled cheese. He's been posting a lot on TikTok, by the he way. He has Go been. Go follow him.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Man, that is a really... That is a really tough one. Um, you know what? I don't know if this is so much a life hack as it is just me being lazy. But sure. I think the enjoyment of it is worth it. It's... Send your laundry out because it comes back professionally folded. And guys,
1: what do you, so do you use? Do you use Hamper?
3: <laughs> no, no, I just have the local laundromat.
1: I we use really? a hamper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No,
3: there's a, no,
1: there's no. a subscription service called Hamper and you know like you basically pay for for each bag that you fill up they give you the bags Mm -hmm. and you shove as much on there but then some random person comes and picks up your laundry does it at their house folds it and then bring it brings it back to you it's like the uber it's like an uber of of laundry but you know you got random strangers don't send your favorite your outfit. underpants oh
3: well the thing is i like i i know i lose some clothes doing this not mm-hmm. because i notice that mine go missing but because other people's clothes show up in mine I'll get a, <laughs> you know I'll, I'll, I'll get
1: a t-shirt yeah, and i'll be like "This funny. is yeah. uh, so, so how much uh, does that cost
3: well, okay, here's the math I tell myself. This is me lying to myself. It's really just because I, I just enjoyed so much. Sure. But I'm like, okay, you know, if I spend two hours of doing laundry and my day sure. rate is X, sure. right. So right. really, I could spend um, the actual math is, though, it's probably like it's probably like $20 to do my laundry, which is like right. way That's more okay. than the scenes in the building. Yeah. 20
1: bucks per week?
3: Yeah, I would say about. Yeah, yeah the okay. stupid gym clothes. Just can't keep up with that laundry. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay,
1: twenty bucks per week, but it's just for you yourself, right? And it's
3: twenty dollars for happiness. Like, is, can you really right. put a price on? You know. So, I mean. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and the it's end, good, yeah. twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Twenty bucks is twenty bucks, right? right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's
3: funny.
0: <clears throat> Are you going to any events this year? Are you going to
3: NAB or? definitely you know i absolutely love the conferences one because you know i get to see all my friends again in in person and honestly i feel like i actually learn a lot and really you know going back to the predictions of uh of doing uh, of of like guessing trends um that's where i kind of you know you see that stuff that's where people talk about what's coming everyone's showing off what's new and where they're headed and i just feel like to stay you know, well-educated about the industry, I, I have to. So I'm going to go to as many as I can, particularly Camp MoGraph. I've heard good... Have you guys heard of this? Mm-hmm. I, I have heard good. of it. Sounds pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. You I may want to sign have.
1: up for that newsletter. Because you may, yeah. hear, some, a, a so you may hear something. There's a chance that you may hear something this week. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm.
0: That's right. Uh, yeah, we're going to be doing uh, NAB. We're going to be uh, kicking off a tour with Max on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to be uh, traveling around a bit. Yep. Yeah. Cool. For my European friends, we may
3: see some of y'all. That's, that's right. be fun. Yeah. Are there um, any locations you can talk about that you're particularly excited for? Nope. Not yet. <laughs> the, uh, yeah.
1: they're, actually, they're actually LA, not solidified. that's the one I'm most excited about. We can say I Dallas mean, that's go, That's got to be an obvious, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that'll be uh <clears throat> that'll be a lot of fun. We can we can see our friends, hopefully uh stay away from the ro
1: but... Yeah. I know. You know. It's gonna be tough. That's what's gonna happen. We're we're gonna have to like <laughs> someone's gonna get uh uh corona, and then the other person's gonna have to switch and you know, back and oh, forth. Geez. That's not Let's gonna be hope fun. Not.
0: Ugh, Jeez. Ugh. yeah. Yeah. Man, thanks so much for joining us today and yeah, man. Uh,
3: Thanks for having me. Talking yeah, about the meaning awesome. of life,
0: you know? Yeah. Uh, hopefully we can do more of that on the road. Get get uh-huh. a you know get a drink or something and, and really go off on simulations.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, we can analyze the tile pattern of the bar floor. Be right? It. Yeah.
0: It'd be about four drinks in. <laughs> Listen to me. Listen to me. You know, Have <laughs> you ever
1: looked at the tile pattern on the floor? Yeah. you ever looked at the tile pattern on the, the floor? The
2: tiles are repeating.
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh That's man. Fine. Oh thanks guys.
3: So, yeah.
0: if if somebody wants to find you online or or uh you know look you up or send you a message and ask you about how they can get into sports graphics, where can they go?
3: No, absolutely. Uh, Gamedaycreative.tv. TV. That's the company site. They got email things on there. They got work on there. Hit us up even if it's just to talk shop. You know, if you want to talk more about noise patterns, I'm thrilled to do cool. it. Absolutely. Um, we, have, yeah, we bringing it out.
0: Awesome, cool, cool. cool. Thanks, man. Cool. Yeah, we're gonna get out of here. You can rate us on iTunes. Leave a review. Also, uh, subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. And you can say you've been there, done that, got the t-shirt with the MoGraph logo tee, the Paul Bab, Feel the Bab 2020 shirt. Classic. It's still out there. Classic. All the d- profits from that go to Doctors <laughs> Super retro. Orders. Super <laughs> retro. They render things, t-shirt, hoodie, and long sleeve tee, the MoGraph Blandishment shirt. And the, that render is fire shirt, which you're only allowed to wear ironically. Unless <laughs> Shams. you have Yeah. yeah. And uh, you can check us out online, youtube.com slash MoGraph, MoGraph.com, MoGraph.com slash live. You can check out the lineup, the schedule, and all the things. Uh, who's next week, Matt? Is it Patrick4D next week? Patrick4D, yeah, I believe. Be. I don't know. I uh, believe that's the case. Uh, you can check mm-hmm. out, you know, maybe I should go to MoGraph.com slash live and find out, you know? i <laughs> probably going to do it? right now. So Matt's going to find that out. And I'll say in the meantime, you have to go to MoGraph.com slash TV. Uh, because that's where you're going to find 24 7 Animation
1: Network. Did you find it, Matt? Is it Patrick 4 Is it? Is it Patrick Foley? Is that his actual name? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's not 4 His last name is not 4D. <laughs> I, know, I knew that, but yeah. I didn't know that his name was Patrick Foley. <laughs> Apparently
0: so, according yeah. to his information. Yeah.
1: Patrick yeah. 4D. Uh, he's been doing some really fun stuff in like ZBrush and, you know, very, very fun stuff. Food. Yeah
0: yeah cool 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 well eric (laughs) stay on the line with with us for a second and we'll we'll wrap up after the show Mm -hmm. Uh, we're gonna get out of here though uh until next time i'm dave and i'm matt and i'm eric have a good one later yo